everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Above and Away, the official Navy Region Hawaii Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam podcast. Once a month, we will be bringing you stories from across the base. Stories on local events, base history, and everyday life of sailors and airmen. Now let's dive, dive, dive into today's podcast. Too. It's a maze back here. This is the main road, right? Right off one. And it's right along there. We go to it all the time. But I think like it just came out of the Oh there, there it is. Right? How did we pass? I think we I think we came out of here. Oh we went in differently than we came out. It I could this is a maze. It's a maze back here. That's the sound of two public affairs officers getting lost in the vast maze of the Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard and Intermediate Maintenance Facility. The shipyard, as most people call it, is situated right in the middle of Pearl Harbor. It's one of only four shipyards operated by the U.S. Navy, and we were lucky enough to get to go inside this rarely seen facility. I'm Aaron Huggins, and I work for Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam Public Affairs. The shipyard is one of those places on base that, unless you work there, it can be a little bit of a mystery. It's kind of like a base within a base. And there's good reason for why that is. Due to the national security importance of the work being done there, both workers and visitors have to go through added security measures to ensure that cameras, Wi-Fi devices, cell phones, anything that pretty much can record uh, doesn't enter the premises. And this is exactly why we wanted to visit the shipyard to record this episode of Above and Away. Sure, we can't Facebook live inside or take selfies with the submarines in the dry docks, but we can give you the sounds of the hard work being done there. We wanted to give you the chance to experience what it's like on the inside of this rarely seen place, the place where dedicated professionals who repair, maintain, and modernize the U.S. Pacific Fleet come to work every day, a place that is running 24 hours a day through three different shifts in order to keep the fleet fit to fight. The shipyard is an assortment of puzzle pieces. All the different shops represent the pieces, and once you put them all together, they create this puzzle that helps keep the Pacific Fleet running. Shipyarders have all different kinds of jobs and responsibilities, and each employee that we spoke with helped keep the shipyard running in their own way. Take Paul Guzzo, for example. He's been at the shipyard for nine years, and here he is running a machine called a wood miser, and it produces wood planks that are used during buildups for submarines and ship maintenance. Paul, what is the machine that you were just running? Uh, what's it called? What does it do? It looks real fancy. Well, this machine right here, we, it's the wood miser. We use it to cut down our larger pieces of wood. We usually get pieces of wood that are about 14 by 14 inches and anywhere from 10 to 16 feet long. And we cut them down to smaller sizes so that we can use them on the buildups. We use the wood for the dockings. We call it the buildup. Yeah, so anything that goes into the dry dock 
It could be anything from a submarine, a surface craft ship, to a caisson even that we've docked in the past. Okay, so the reason we have to use wood is uh, we have blocks that are concrete that we reuse every time. And because of the weight of the submarine, you can't just put it on concrete blocks. So you have to have something in there with a little give, and that's where the wood comes in. So the wood will compress, and there's a little bit of give in the wood when you dock the submarine or the surface craft. So I, I would say it's like a cushioning that it gives it. It may not seem like much, but when you have how many ever tons the submarine weighs on a piece of wood, it's going gonna, it's gonna to squish a little bit. That was the sound of Waipio's own Mark Tanigawa running the four-axis CNC boring mill. Mark is a great example of the generational workforce of the shipyard. Many times on the boat when, um, like the Shop 38, I don't know if you guys have been there so far, they rip stuff off the boat. And anytime they find like defects or things aren't spec, they'll send it here and we basically got to machine it or like cut it back so that way they can build up more like brush plating, epoxy. So yeah, our section mostly focuses on um, kind of restoring things, whereas the other section is manufacturing. But we do manufacture a lot of things like, um, I don't know if you can see these jobs over here on this pallet. So yeah, we do, we do some manufacturing, yeah. But more of the large components. These are the big machines. It's a real mess too. I don't know if you can see. <laughs> Um, Mark, how long have you worked here at the Pearl Harbor River Shipyard, and like, how did you how did you come to start working here? So this is my seventh year. Um, I figured out college wasn't my my cup of tea. <laughs> so uh, my father works here. He's in the inspector shop, nice. and he, he kept urging me to apply for the shipyard. And uh, I guess after I realized college wasn't my thing, I was like, I, I give the shipyard a shot, and uh, I love it here. Nice. It's amazing, yeah. There's nothing like watching sparks fly as a piece of pipe gets cut. Next, we stop by the pipe shop to speak with Ryan Torcerer, who talks a little bit about how their piece of the puzzle fits in with the mission of the Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard. Um, what we just heard was our floor chop saw. And the saw was, was basically a composite resin disc cutting a steel pipe, inch and a half. So what is that pipe going to go do? What's that? Uh, what's... After you, you cut the pipe, what's that pipe's function? What was it going to be used in? So because in Hawaii, uh, material is hard to get. What we'll do is we'll get steel pipe, which acts as basically your section of piping run. And from there, what we'll do is we'll kind of make a dummy piece, take it on shipboard, make sure it fits, hits our point A, point B. And then if that looks good, we'll bring it back to the shop and we can fabricate using the original material, base metal or piping for your application. Here at Pipe Shop, we do a lot of testing and fabrication, uh, a lot of temporary support systems. Because the ship is offline, um, the certain systems are critical and need support. So basically your fluid systems, your wetted systems, basically we keep those, we support temporary services to keep those things active.
Next up, we stop by the Navy Calibration Center at Pearl Harbor to speak with Kenny Kawamoto to hear how their piece of the puzzle fits in at Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard. So you heard different frequencies um, that's coming off of our, our shaker that we have. And so the loud whining sound is a blower and you hear different frequencies and it's measuring different frequencies coming from, we actually calibrate accelerometers. Accelerometers is what's put in the shaker and we dialed in a different frequencies that it ran through a series of probably about 11 or 12 different series. Yeah, so we're a regional calibration laboratory. Uh, that means that we take care of any Navy activity that falls within the left side of West Coast Continental to Guam and Japan. And so that takes care of not just Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard um, calibration services, but we also take care of any Navy shore activity, ship, submarine, that does have calibration services needs. Uh, so it's, we have about 150 different customers throughout. Our last stop in the shipyard was a perfect ending to the tour. Mark Brannigan, a crane operator who has worked at the shipyard since 1971, spoke with us as we looked down into the historic dry dock one. The cranes are the workhorses of the shipyard, lifting, moving, beeping, and swinging all day long as the cranes and their operators perform what Brannigan says is everything that needs to be done to support the Navy. The sounds that you'll hear are of the crane moving back and forth, followed by Brannigan talking about the work being done directly below us in the dry dock. I can see the item that they, they have a rigging, rigging item. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be traveling. Okay. So this guy knows. Right now they have a, a brace over here that they, they have for the, the platform, which is gonna hold the, the dome ring in place. So the riggers are putting it in position right now and they're gonna do the fine tuning, doing their adjustments on installing that, that, that brace right there. Well, what the cranes do, they, they do everything that needs to be done to, to support the Navy with the work that we need to get accomplished. They move everything in the dry dock and out of the dry dock. The only thing they, they don't do is bring the, you bring the boat in. You have to float the boat in and let it fall on the blocks. All these things that you see down below are all put in by the crane. So all this equipment that we see down, so we're looking down into the dry dock and all of this equipment was brought in by a crane. The, yeah, it looks all, it all thousands of pounds. <laughs> of equipment yes. brought in by the crane. The pounds. So I don't want to like speak outside my knowledge base, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that like the cranes are like, the cranes do a lot of work here. The cranes are a very important um, asset to the shipyard. We, we have to keep them running. We have to take care of the cranes so they can keep on doing the same work that we need done every day. When a crane goes down, we need to bring in another crane that works. If this crane breaks, we have to move it out of the way and get another one and come in and do the same job that, that we're taking care of to get this boat in, in here and out of here on time. We'll end the podcast today by talking with Anna Marine, Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard and Intermediate Maintenance Facility Public Affairs Officer. Anna was kind enough to shuttle me around the shipyard for the day. <laughs> Anna sums up really well, not just the current importance of the shipyard, but the historical one as well.
Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard uh, has a long and important history as far as uh, supporting our United States Navy. Um, we are the premier maintenance facility between the West Coast and uh, the Far East. Uh, that puts us about seven steaming days closer to the Far East than um, from the West Coast. So it's a, a very strategic location here. Um, we keep our ships fit to fight, you know, for the U.S. Navy. Um, I always like the the Chief of Naval Operations says. He says that the Navy is the away team, and that's true. And we need to be able to provide the maintenance to our um, ships and submarines to be able to go out and be present around the world. Um. Can you talk a little bit about what type of work is being completed here at, at Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard? Like you guys work on ships, you work on submarines. Like, can you give, can you give like our audience just like a little bit of idea of like the work that you guys are doing? So we do um, a couple of the different kinds of work. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, we do do longer uh, maintenance, what they call availabilities. And so maybe a um, submarine may come in and, and after a, a few several years and need um, basically overhaul work right at that point to update things and fix anything. Um, and that can take uh, you know a couple of years at times. You know, they make very good plans ahead of time to uh, be sure that we're tracking and ready for that kind of work. Um, but also we, we also, you know, provide what's called, um, eye level or intermediate, uh, level maintenance, um, to, uh, deployers, you know, ships and so forth. And that's really important is, as, you know, small things may come up or, you know, intermediate level things come up, they can get those, um, ships quickly fixed and back out, uh, you know, to complete their mission. Anna, can you talk a little bit about the... It, there's a lot of history to this particular shipyard, um, especially with World War II and um, the Pearl Harbor attacks that happened on December 7th, 1941. Can you talk a little bit about the the legacy and the history here of the Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard? So certainly I won't be able to, you know, do it justice. There's so much history here. I mean, when we think about history, of course, we think about large events. But, um, you know, I, I want to even go back to when, you know, this this first began. Right. I mean, 1908. Right. And so and then the first um, dry dock, we actually just celebrated last year our centennial of dry dock one. Um, that's a fascinating story unto itself. Right. About how that was built. It was initially built um, and in the construction process imploded. Um, on its first round. And then um, there were some, a lot of people who felt that the reason it imploded is they had not offered um, the proper blessings into the area because that area is known as the home uh, of the son of the shark goddess. And so once the blessings were done, it was rebuilt. And as I said last year, it had been there for a hundred years and is still operating um, dutifully today to provide for our national security mission. I mean, that's just one tiny piece of course, as you know, um, we were part of the attack on Pearl Harbor during World War II. Um, in fact, we uh, one of our crane operators, uh, Mr. Walters, George Walters, was in his crane. Uh, and when he saw the Japanese planes coming, he actually turned his crane towards the planes to point out to the crew where to shoot at. And um, in fact, he was knocked unconscious during that process, uh, you know, of of the um, explosions that were happening all around him. But he actually was a hero that day here in the shipyard. His son also, who was 16, came back. He was recalled to work in the shipyard following the attack and was there for three days straight, uh, just working and working to recover as much as they could within the shipyard. Um, so lots and lots of history, like on that very big level and that very individual, you know, familial level of people 
who have committed their lives to supporting our national security. Thanks for listening to Above and Away, a joint base Pearl Harbor, Hickam, Navy Region, Hawaii podcast. If you liked what you heard today and or you have some feedback for us, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook at JBPHH on Facebook and at Joint Base PHH on Instagram. Likewise, if you have an idea for one of our podcasts, a story from the base or something that you think that we should feature on our show, hit us up and let us know. Thanks for listening. Bye.